It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo, and they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 22nd, 2021. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A ton of stuff to get into today, Jonah. Let's start with the Ohio State players that either stayed or turned pro that surprised you one way or the other. Yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting week for a lot of those guys declaring or, or coming back. And the obvious name that everyone's going to mention is Chris Alave coming back. To me, that was huge. Um, it also makes a, a, a heck of a statement on how he feels about the upcoming corner, quarterback, C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller, Kyle McCord coming in there. The fact that he's willing to risk his draft stop uh, to come back tells me that he – feels really comfortable with what those guys are going to be able to bring to the table because usually guys will come back if they know they have a star quarterback that's going to be on the roster returning. With Justin Fields going to the NFL, he's putting his trust in Ryan Day as well as those younger quarterbacks. And I just take I just take that as a sign that those guys are going to be really, really good. Um, the other name that, that popped out is just getting Thayer Mumford and Haskell Garrett back. Anytime you can really have veteran guys who played at a significantly high level uh, all year coming back on the lines, that is, is tremendous, especially when you lose Tommy Togiai to the NFL. I thought Haskell Garrett played some of his best football this year as a Buckeye. If he can do that again this uh, for his senior year, he's going to make a lot of money for himself and you look at pro football focus and Thera Mumper had an historic pass blocking type of year, according to them in their ratings. The guy didn't even really give up a pressure as a left tackle. And I, I think having him back in the way Nicholas Petit Ferrer played at the right tackle, this offensive line is going to be really, really good next year. And some of the guys that declared in the Baron Brownies and the and the Pete Warners. Those guys obviously have paid their dues for Ohio State. You wish them nothing but the best on their career. They've been here, it seems like, you know, six or seven years. Uh, those guys deserve to get a crack at the bat at the NFL to see if they can make a living out of it. One thing I know for sure, JB, is that Ryan Day is going to tap into the portal. He's probably going to lose some guys you know, through the portal as well, but – through his brief tenure, we know one thing is true. He will tap into the portal, and he's good at doing it. He's three for three, and all three have been home runs, uh, some grand slam home runs when you look at Justin Fields, Jonah Jackson, Trey Sermon. Did I say some grand slam? How about all three of them grand slam home runs? Ninth inning down three. 
uh, two outs, grand slam home runs, all three of them. So now are they going to get guys like that this offseason? Who knows? I have no doubt in my mind. I don't know who it's going to be, but I have no doubt that they're going to get a guy or two in the portal to fill some holes. And they're probably going to lose some guys too. Just what's your thoughts on what might transpire in the portal this offseason? Yeah, right now the way things are standing, the, the NCAA transfer portal is – NFL free agency on steroids because I I've been just kind of keeping tabs on it. And I say probably about a week and a half ago, you had over a thousand kids across college football in the portal. So there's some talent there. Uh, the thing with Ohio state is they're, they're going to be very selective. If it's a guy that they're going to target, he has to be someone that they feel that's going to play significant minutes here. And the position that I will absolutely be looking in the portal for is defensive backs, cornerbacks, uh, a few uh, safety or two, if you can find it. But the most important is cornerback, because that was somewhat of our Achilles heel. They were probably the weakest link on this team this past year. If you can find a a veteran to help mentor some of these younger guys and a guy that can get in there and play some meaningful snaps, I will absolutely do it. Now, with that being said, you know, expect Ohio State to lose some guys on the flip side, as you mentioned, because there are a lot of there's a lot of guys on the Ohio State roster that may not see playing time here, but they can see meaningful minutes if they went elsewhere. I mean, you look at Jalen Gill at Boston College, you know, he wouldn't play here and he had a he had a really solid season with Jeff Halfley at Boston College and and you look, look at Brendan White, he's a starting safety over at, at Rutgers with Greg Schiano, and he had a, a really fantastic year there. So these guys can play. Isaiah Pryor, he played at Notre Dame. It's just they may not get the opportunity here because if you look at some of the younger talent that's coming in, they're going to push those guys to the brink. And if you're, if you're starting to creep up there in age, the time is now to decide if I want to stay here within the program or if I want to go find other opportunities where I can play right away. And programming note out there, Bucknutters, we will get a chance to interview Ryan Day this morning, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. So first time Ryan Day has conducted any interviews since the national championship game, the post game. So uh, if you're listening to this show past uh, 10.30, our story is probably already on the site. We're going to have video, a story on what Ryan Day says today. And usually I don't like to give my uh, questions away ahead of time, but I have written down to ask Coach Day if I get called upon but certainly one of my questions is going to be his plans for the portal, not for specific players, but for positions that he might be targeting, such as corner, maybe something else, and just how well it has worked out for him. So Bucknutters, look out for uh, our story. Uh, With Coach Day, I'm sure he's going to be talking to us for like a half hour and is going to cover a tremendous amount of ground. So that's going to be a lot of fun to catch up with Coach Day later today. All right, Jonah, 2021 quarterback for the Buckeyes. Who will it be, and how do you think they will do? Yeah, I I still believe that C.J. Stroud will be the guy. He brings an element to the game with his legs. Um, You saw the run that he had up against Michigan State. I think he brings a higher ceiling than the guys that they have on the roster with Jack Miller. And uh, I I just think it's going to be too much to ask for Kyle McCord to come in as a true freshman, even though – He's hitting, he just hit campus. And so he's going to be able to participate in spring football. Uh, to me, I need to see CJ Stroud get bigger, though. 
if you if you look at some of those hits and some of those thumps that Justin Fields took, and he's a big meaty guy. Uh, C.J. Stroud is, is a very thin guy. Uh, he has tremendous accuracy with the football. He's going to be well protected with the offensive line. I think the rushing attack this next year is going to be solid. You have the help is on the way when it comes to Trevion Henderson, Evan Pryor, uh, Mayan Meatball Williams. He showed that he can absolutely ball out. And then you have the veteran guy in Trey Sermon. So you have a lot of guys in the backfield and having all, you know, seven, eight of your wide receivers who caught a football all coming back next year will definitely help a younger quarterback. But I, I'm, very, I'm very open to the quarterback competition. I'm sure they're going to have it. Jack Miller is not a slouch by any means. He comes from Chaparral High School out, out here where I'm at. And anyone would tell you in the Valley, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt throughout his high school career, he was going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the country. And early on in the season, he was the first quarterback to go in. And then later on, as they progressed, it was C.J. Stroud anytime uh, the second string quarterback came in. So I, I just hope that they can get a full spring season because they were cut short this past year. And I think that stunted uh, those younger guys growth when you, when you're not able to get those spring football reps, because usually that's when they really take that next step is going to be imperative that they're, they're able to get those reps this year. If COVID allows it to happen. So looking at corner, your position from your former playing days at Ohio University. Let's look at corner. Thank goodness Seven Banks is coming back. Um, I laugh at when people say, you know, make fun of him for announcing that. I remember people making fun of Damon Arnett for announcing he was coming back. And Damon Arnett was planning on turning pro till Ryan Day and the staff sat down with him and told him, yeah, you could go. You could be maybe a sixth-round pick. And, yeah, I mean, you make a roster. But if you come back, maybe you could work yourself into being, you know, a second-day draft pick, a second- or a third-rounder. Or if really, if something crazy happens, you could be a first-rounder. Look what happened. Damon Arnett's a first-rounder. And I think Seven Banks' ceiling is even higher than that. I don't know if he'll be a first-rounder, but when I see people make fun of that, I just laugh. And I'm just – it's a tradition at Ohio State for fans to uh, kind of underrate corners, and then all of a sudden the light turns on for them and they're like a first-round corner. Um, you know, Gary on Conley is an example of that during the national championship season. People thought he sucked. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, his redshirt season of 2015, I remember reading comments about how he sucked. Um, and look how it turned out for those guys. So thank goodness Seven Banks is coming back. Cam Brown's going to be coming back from the ACL injury and Marcus Williamson coming back for a fifth year as the slot corner. My question for you, sir, who is a young corner that you're confident will step up for the Buckeyes next year? Yeah, I, I just think it's going to be legend uh, Cabazos, who's going to be a, a younger guy who they really like. He battled the knee injuries there. If he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be uh, someone who's going to step in. And you look at um, Ryan Watts, I really like him. I mean, he's a long, lengthy corner, six two and a half, uh, six three, depending on if he's wearing cleats or not. But he's a younger guy that that they believe has the potential. He was very raw coming in, but like I said, with those younger guys, if they can get some spring reps, then they definitely have a chance to up their game. We really need those younger guys to step up. And uh, as you mentioned, the guys that they have coming back with experience it wasn't good enough. That was not a good enough display this past year. Now we can sit down and talk about schemes. If Kerry Combs put those guys in the best position to succeed, 
um, because the, the soft zone that those guys are in, it takes away some of your your God-given natural instincts to really play the position. I mean, when when those guys, they were initially recruited, those guys were recruited to be up in your face, bumper run type of corners. And if you look at today's game, that's all those guys play on the, on the circuits. If you watch the seven on sevens and all the camps, it's I'm in your face. I'm challenging one-on-one. When you start taking that away and making those guys playing eight, nine yards off the ball into a zone, a, a cover three type of zone thing, then it takes away uh, opportunities for them to really shine. So hopefully Kerry Combs learned from this past year. He adjusts the scheme, put those guys in the maximum position to really use their athleticism. I know there's a, a raging debate about if there's actual talent in the Ohio State defensive back uh, room or if those guys didn't perform up to the standards. And to me, I do believe there's talent there. I mean, you look at the the defensive back room, there's, what, 9, 10, 11 guys that are four-star or higher. If you look at any other college football roster in America, that's top 1%. There's not many teams in the country that will have, you know, almost a dozen, well, more than a dozen when you count the guys that are coming in. Defensive backs that are four-star or higher, you could probably point to Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, other than that, Everybody else is way below that when it comes to collection of talent. So I think they have the athleticism, the talent there. It's just going to be, can those guys be put in the best possible position to play at a high level? All right, we're less than two weeks away from the late signing day, which used to just be signing day. Let's, uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts on the two guys we're all looking at. Rajon Davis, JT, Tuimolo Al. What do you think ends up happening with both those guys, Jay Book? Yeah, right now, as we're starting to come down to home stretch, uh, if there was going to be some change of the forecast or the wind was blowing a different direction in regards to JT, it would be all over the message boards and guys who cover him would start flipping their crystal balls. But it, it's been pretty steady for Ohio State. I know he picked up two extra crystal balls uh, this past week. So that right there bodes well for the good guys. Just getting another high-end five-star guy on that defensive line rotation will play big. And the fact that you're getting Rayshon Davis coming in, coming over from California, it, it bodes well for us right now, especially this late in the game. If you venture over to the USC 24-7 board, there's some people over there that believe that Ohio, that he re, he's really infatuated with Ohio State. And you have to love the fact that he's bringing his parents. And that was the, one of the biggest things for him is he's previously visited Ohio State, but he said it was going to be important that his parents are able to get out there and see Ohio State. And with him decommitting, this now set, is setting up well for a potentially a USC versus an Ohio State battle down the stretch. And we've seen these type of battles before. You know, it, it can go either way. You have, you know, some kids where their parents prefer that they stay closer to home when you're talking about California to Ohio. And then you have some where the parents allow the kids to make their own decision. It's their own life and they can go to a school that they want to and they feel comfortable with. And a lot of times that bodes well for Ohio State. So fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure that the, the, the coaching staff will roll out the red carpet for him. 
But if they can land those two, those two guys is just going to put a bow on a tremendous uh, 2021 class. All right, last thing. I feel good for Dwayne Haskins, but as a Bengal fan, my goodness, I, I, I see the writing on the wall here. Dwayne Haskins is going to like have the comeback story, uh, maybe other than Alex Smith um, of the century so far for quarterbacks. Um, for those who don't know, Dwayne Haskins signed with the Steelers yesterday. Uh, ben Roethlisberger on his last legs. The Steelers are getting a guy that, uh, you know, really – if he had his head on straight and there weren't questions about his maturity, which I didn't even see coming would have been a top 10 pick in the NFL draft. And even with that was a top 15 pick. He was the 15th pick in the 2019 draft. Now the Steelers are getting him for nothing, just a one year contract. I will not be surprised at all. If he's the heir apparent to big Ben J book, I will not be surprised at all. If he goes on to be a very good quarterback with the Steelers. And again, equal parts happy for Dwayne. Pissed for me and my fellow Bengal fans because I can see the writing on the wall here. And what it was funny, you and I talked about this happening several weeks ago. If you remember, because we sure actually, did. You called it. You called it. Yes, <laughs> I meant to say that. You called it. Yes, because <laughs> I, I remember specifically. You know, there were there were some some of the fans on on the YouTube channel were commenting saying Pittsburgh Steelers fans like by any means send send Dwayne over here and. And sure enough, we spoke it into existence, but it, it's a low-risk, high-reward type of deal for the, the Steelers. The thing about Dwayne is he needs to go in there, hunker down, put your head down, grind, uh, have a positive attitude, and show that you belong in the National Football League. There's no doubt in my mind he has the arm talent to, to play in his league. His footwork needs to be cleaned up. Uh, he needs to learn the actual game. And most importantly, he, he needs to learn to, how to be a professional. And I think Mike Tomlin will help guide him. Even though you can make the counter argument, <laughs> do you want Dwayne uh, on TikTok with Juju and, and the other Steelers <laughs> wide receivers? Uh, but I, I think that's a, the Steelers organization. It speaks for itself. And I think it's a great landing spot for Dwayne. I'm hoping that he can stick there because if he can go in there and just work, you know, like you said, he has the potential to be the heir apparent to, to Big Ben. That style of offense really fits his game because Big Ben's not mobile. He's he's not going to run, run away from anyone nowadays, and he relies on his arm and timing. And if Dwayne can uh, learn to, to be a professional quarterback, he has an opportunity and – I hope that, you know, a year or two for now, we're talking about how Dwayne Haskins is the, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Great stuff. As always, from Jonah Booker, thank you very much, Jay Book. Thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. We appreciate that very much. Have a great day and a great weekend, Bucknutters. Plus. You're ready, Bob. Well, right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount+. Plus.